All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesco. Gentlemen, the end of the season has arrived. And come and I'll gone. Be... What's that? It's come and gone. The season has come and gone. I, I will say... <laughs> I'm very relieved that it's here, but listeners week to week of this podcast will know that that is because I have found, I'm, I'm going to say this season, but quite frankly, since Project Restart, remember that summer of 2020? Yes, well, who could forget? Uh, it's been hard. It's been really hard. I can only imagine, and I know this is funny because... But hold on, what's been hard about it for you? When you say it's been hard, because some people, it's been harder to predict... Therefore, fantasy scores are worse. No, it's there's there's not a level of oh this this you know I made bad decisions and therefore I didn't do well. It's not it's it's deeper than that. There's been an exhaustion with the Premier League that I have felt over the last two seasons. Matches, honestly, way too many midweek matches. Five days a week of Premier League mm-hmm. matches, and uh, and that's that's just that's just a lot. It's a lot. And we talked about this, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago, about how it will be nice if we just get something closer, taking the World Cup out of the equation, something closer to a normal. Right. Most You're going to have to wait for another year. Matches. Well, most matches on the weekends, hopefully, and, and not a lot of COVID cancellations throughout the season. Yeah, I guess at the very least, you'll, get, you'll know the players who are going to be gone, if they're going to be gone when, they, when that happens. I guess that should only make it – it'll make it uh, manageably complicated. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Slightly more manageably complicated than it was this year. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the uh, what what the end of the season means as far as what we learned, who won our league, who won our cup. Dave and I have a tradition of settling our season-long bets yes, we do. at the end of the season. We'll talk about what our takeaways are for next year and, and what the podcast will look like during the summer. So I think this will be a good little wrap-up on the uh, 21-22 season, gentlemen. Brian? Yeah, let's tie a bow on the, the season of uh, 2021-22. All three years. In one. 2020, 2021, and 2022. <laughs> I see what you did there. 2021 was one year. <laughs> right, correct. Yes. And then dash slash. or slash 22. That's exactly... That's not what I heard. Yeah. I'm just blending all the seasons together according to your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we can cater to my feelings. Yeah. All right. 
Let's start, Dave, where everyone wants us to start. Or maybe just you and me. The fact that I scored the most in our uh, FPL America Podcast League in the final week of the season? Were you going to start there? Absolutely, I was not. I had the league high this week. Very good. That's okay. awesome. That is awesome. Was it 80-something? Or, or 98. 98. That's a great and score. I got two players who did not score yep. on a bench boost. Brutal. You bench boosted game week 38, got a 98. Yeah. I could have used that 98. But it, it easily <laughs> getting anything, for, you know, it easily should have been over 100. So I, I felt like, uh, you know, oftentimes you wonder about bench boost, when to play, when not. I felt like it, it was a good bench boost. Although, two of the players didn't score anything. Yes. Wow. All right. What, sorry for derailing that. Where no. do you actually want to start? I was trying to cover really important information. I want to start with James Ward-Prowse. Oh, yeah. James Ward-Prowse. So I'm, I'm, I'm flicking over right now. I'm hustling. I'm trying to get there, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> so let me just set this up. For the last three years, you have talked up James Ward-Prowse. And it's always in this episode, the end of the season. You look at his overall score and you say, James Ward-Prowse is 11th overall in midfielder scoring. How did we miss on that? Because we never talked about him during the season. Except no, for that no, one. No, he's surrounded by players like this. Bernardo Silva, Raheem Sterling, uh-huh. Mason Mount, Jota, uh-huh. Saka, Madison, Mane, De Bruyne, Bowen. He's surrounding by he's surrounded by those type Bruno Fernandez, Zaha, Rafinha, guys that we talk about all the time, and no one ever talks about James Ward Prowse. Okay, and that's because I always alleged that yes, he plays every week, so he might get two and three on a regular basis, and then he has a four match goal explosion stretch that leads him into the top fifteen in midfielder scoring every year, and so I dared you. I dared you at the start of this season to own James Ward-Prowse all season long and see how you feel about it. Yep. And you did. Let me give you full credit. You had a good season (laughs) in spite of being forced to keep James Ward-Prowse all year long. Only on this podcast are you going to get that level of commitment. Yeah, right. There was one short stretch of the season where you were able to drop him because he had a red triangle on his That's right. That's right. As long as he was active. Yep. And you had to bring him right back in once that triangle disappeared. All right. I want to hear the final verdict from your lips. Was it a – so James Ward-Prowse is 11th. You just named all these guys who are really good who were around him in overall scoring as if to say you did the right thing. Do you feel as though James Ward-Prowse was worth owning all season long, Dave? So the – I didn't have to start him every single week. Nope. He had to be but in your I squad. I did start him most of the time when he had his good scores. Okay. He never had a four-game explosion like he has in the past. It was four games, good game. Four regular games, good game. Four regular games, good game. Uh, but when he did have one, it was like going and assists. Like it was double digits when he would do something. It was difficult because it felt like I was handicapped. I It would have been nice to have been able to have sub him out every now and then because there were so many other players at different intervals that I would have rather had in those moments. 
So it, sometimes it did feel like I was handicapped. On the other hand, Scott, it was one less player that I could transfer. Therefore, if I liked my other four guys, I just didn't make transfers. Then, Therefore, not taking maybe more negatives than I would have. On the other hand, it might have slowed me down very possibly from getting players who did well. But how I will many, say this. Hand, there were times I just have? started him. There were times I just started him. You heard what I heard, right? What did I say? Well, on the one what, hand, what I think you had three, at least three hands. On the other hand, on the uh, other hand, and on the other hand. What's wrong with having three hands? Well, I don't know, nothing. I mean, I, I when, just... When, when, uh, when they're all... What, at one point or another, occupied by James Ward Prowse, there's all kinds of problems. I mean, he's being you, Brian. He's, like, giving me all the angles. I, I just know. want to know what you think about what you had to do. The answer is no. If you had to pick which one you I feel would, more strongly. It was the rigidity no. of it. Would I have owned him? But here's the other thing. The other side of the coin is, on the surface, you would say, no, you're not going to own him. That's what, Brian, you want to say. you like, if you have choices, you're not owning him. I would say this. It was absolute an advantage at times because I was the only one that had him. So there was times I started him, got his points, and it was a massive differential for me. So I'm kind of split. I I like the idea of having, you know, th- there's different price points, obviously. There's there's premium price points. There's your very discount price points. James Ward Prowse, I think he ended the season at something like 6.4. 6.4, yeah. So even if he starts the season at 6.5, he's not a tear. Like, there's probably always going to be someone else who's a better choice at a 6 or 6.5. Who's 6. hotter 5. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's going to go up. Yeah. Probably not. He'll probably be a 6.0 or 6.5 to start next season. The James Ward Prowse story can be told in game week 17 through 24. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so in from 17 to 24, he blanked one time, which was against Manchester City, a game that you wouldn't have played him in anyway. Probably. I can't. If only there was a way. I'm looking at it right now. I'm telling you. you I'm just saying he scored a two in that game. Right. He got you a big return against Crystal Palace. He got you a good return against uh, West Ham. Tottenham, I don't know that you would have started him there, but he, he got you a goal and probably bonus points in that game. Well, what, Brent, Brentford, on. Southampton smashed Brentford. Match week 28, I captained him. Yeah, but I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is between, between 17 and 24, he got you a whole ton of points. And so at that point, I'm sure that's where you would have been like, oh, the James Ward-Prowse energy is is starting to flow. For sure. And then they get to game week 25 against uh, Manchester United, and he gets you a two. Then they play this run, Everton, Norwich, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Watford. And in in those matches, he got you an assist. Yeah. All right. So that's the James Ward-Prowse story to me where – you have no idea. Like I feel like this is proving Scott right. Yeah, <laughs> Just that it, he, I, I, he did hit that big run for like seven weeks. One of them he didn't even play. Game week eighteen, they didn't even have a match. You got a big chunk of points, and then like you can just scroll through the rest, and it's really tough to find another place where he get you even two two returns in a row. Brian, I never had a doubt in my mind that this dare was going to prove me right. <laughs> This is about James Ward-Prowse, but it's not about James Ward-Prowse. We are not going to go through and look at overall scores now that the season is over because that is not going to tell the story. James Ward-Prowse is proof that that does not tell the story. The story is being 
aware of what's going on, looking at form, looking somewhat at matchups, and adapting your squad to the needs from week to week, and doing it in a way that minimizes taking too many negative fours that cost you, right? You can't just look at the overall scores and say, oh, wow, James Ward-Prowse, I might have to consider him next year. He's He was he was 11th in midfielder scoring. No, you don't. No, you're not. Don't do it. It's not worth it from week to week. He's not going to be. Now, if you happen to see, oh, he got a 10 this week. First time he scored all season long, and it's game week 14, maybe you go get him for game week 15 because there's history here, right? That's and bad. we know that history. But uh, but no, I, I, I hope, Dave, we have learned that overall score is only a small part of the equation. I just think it's amazing. The, you're right. I mean, the names that are around him, there are some good names. But I think it is. I, I think if the beginning of the season, if you had said he's going to outscore Bruno Fernandez, Wilfred Zaha, and Rafinha, <laughs> right. I think you would have just said absolutely not. For sure. I would have won a lot of bets. Right. James Ward Prowse is going to pitch. Of all the years to have to own JWP all season long, this was the one, Dave. You're welcome. I'll take some credit. In fairness to him, he still finished 11 and higher, and that's where he lands every season. He does. He does. He outscored young player of the year, Phil Foden. You're just trying. Did he yeah, ask for Morris? I'm mostly <laughs> aiming that at you, even though I'm looking down. Yeah. Yeah, did, he did outscore Morris. Season really? awards are a joke in soccer, especially. All right, Dave, let's get into the actual All bets, right. shall we? Let's do it. All right, we started with Tamu Puki. Puki bet 2.0. Yeah, I, said I he, feel really good about this. Yeah, I had said he wouldn't score 10 goals. He scored over 10? He scored 11. Whew. So Dave, you remember last season it came down to the season two seasons ago, the original Pookie bet. Mm-hmm. It came down. He had ten by late match. Oh, he had yeah. Twenty eight. He wouldn't get a dozen. He got to eleven as fast as you can get to eleven, <laughs> and then stopped. It was brutal. Did not score again. Pookie for like yeah. twenty weeks. I finally, I a little redemption on Pookie two point yeah. You did it, Dave. You got it. Well done. Thank you. All right, uh, we made a bet way back when. Uh, I, I love that I probably won't remember most of these pre Conti Spurs. Okay, saying that you thought Sun would be top six overall scoring. I said absolutely no way. Oh, wow. wow. I forgot about I this I didn't guy. remember okay. that one either. He finished second. Second to yeah. Sauerall. Wow, yeah. okay. Yeah. So well done on that. Hey, I, I know you saw Conti coming in and, and revolutionizing that <laughs> squad to be able to win that bet. If, uh, even while Salah finished with that goal, which was six. It by the way, been, it would have by been the one, way, one he did not Sa- score that last goal. That was Matip's goal, and they never reviewed it. Matip's header crossed the line. Oh, yeah, and it true. was hit out true. of the goal, and then in the next, in, in the play never stopped, and then Salah scored it, and they never went back and reviewed it. That was Matip's goal. Son should have the solo golden boot this year. If I was him, I'd be screaming from the high heavens. The dubious goal awarding goal committee, Scott, oh, I'm, missed I'm it in a big way. Are you really insinuating that there's yet another way where soccer is backwards and not getting things right? <laughs> We'll talk about my feelings Just on saying. the yeah. sport as a whole later in this podcast. Just saying. All right. Our third bet. You're off to a great start. Uh, okay. 2-0. Two 2-0. And oh, two and oh. I mean, I might not win it. Well, I lost James Ward-Prowse. So. All right. So, bet number three was how many matches Danny Ings would play this season. Holy. I probably lost this. I probably went the over. 
You did. I'm currently doing the math. I forgot about this. And you won pretty easily. He played something like 29 matches this season. You said, wow. did you say like I 20 and less? Would be, it would be 20 or less. And wow. you said, nope, it'll be 21 or more. Okay. And he 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 did well he beyond his average. He must have had some sub He must have had some he good did. sub there's, there's some there's some uh, seven minutes and some yeah. eight minutes and yeah. a lot of and a lot of seventy and fifty and sixty subbing off. But hey, he uh, okay. he played more for Villa than than we would have expected. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Good job, Dave. You're doing great so Man, far. On fire right now, Brian. All right, our next bet had to do with Cristiano Ronaldo. And how many non-penalty kick goals he would score? I love this because I don't remember some of these bets. <laughs> I feel like I could probably guess where I erred on the side of, but I don't remember some of these. So this is I fantastic. Mean, I'm going to I'm going to claim credit for getting the Cristiano Ronaldo Manchester United timeline of the season about 100 percent right. That's fair, but I did lose this bet. But and I would also argue. He didn't – I don't think he made the team implode. He's the only thing that got them to six. You don't think – remember early the season, though, there were all these stories about who's actually trying to – you know, who's captain of this club? Are, is there locker room issues? Are, are he and Harry Maguire fighting? I, I think his very presence alone makes a team worse. It's possible. I just wonder if that's not uh, tabloid fodder. It's possible. It's, it's easy fodder to create because it's believable. It's fair. And I guess we'll never know. But, uh, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, it was eight or more in your favor, uh, fewer than eight for me. Ronaldo, I think he scored 15 goals in the run of play. I Correct. Think there th- I think there's three, there three penalty, penalty, kick three penalty goals. kicks. So that one was Which is surprisingly yours. low. Yeah. Early in the season, I did not think Arsenal would finish in the top eight. You thought they would. They yes. clearly finished fifth. Well done there. I thought Wolves would be in a relegation scrap, 16th or below, and that did not happen either. Sort of, I mean, man, did they try to mail it in They and end of the season, yeah, right? They definitely mailed it in. And then finally, we made a bet about Watford forwards right around the festive fixture time. Uh, you thought uh, Emmanuel Dennis would have more points between game week 16 and 21. I thought Josh King would. It was seventeen to nine in favor of Dennis. So congratulations, Dave. Ooh, you won all seven that is, bets. That is that, wow. That's unheard of. That's crazy. That's seven and zero is impossible. I'm just <laughs> sad that there were. Why, why were there only seven? Why were there only seven bets? That's pathetic. I mean, I went on medical leave. That's not why. It's it's mostly why. All Honestly, right. so Dave, I so here's the reality, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fall on my sword here. You've never won more bets than me. <laughs> I Literally think, in the history of this I podcast. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like there's one year. Nope. nope. Okay. That's All never right. happened. Okay. Uh, but you swept the board this year. Uh, I would have, is... number one, if you would have bet me, you should have done this. You could, because you could have broke it. If you would have said, Dave, do you think you won every bet? <laughs> Take the over under on winning every bet. <laughs> I would have absolutely taken under. Of course. There's no way I would have thought. Number one, I had forgotten half of them. So well, that's uh, that's. I could have just though. made up bets that worked into my favor. You could have, yes. Well, congratulations. Um, I, you know, it's interesting. I lost. I, I don't know what it is. What happened? It's not COVID, I don't think. Honestly, I've gone further in on uh, American sports leagues in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, NBA, NHL, NFL, uh, you know, even Major League Baseball. 
and I see the way that technology is being used much better to, to get calls right. And I see the way that the TV coverage is being packaged in a way to bring me, the fan, in to understanding what's happening and to uh, you know being able to be involved in the strategy and how the rules are being applied and all of that. And then I watch the Premier League. And it's almost in comparison like the Premier League doesn't even want me to watch. That's the impression I've mm, taken away. Interesting. And FPL is supposed to be fun. And later we're going to talk about our takeaways for next season. I'm going to go ahead and, and, and just spoil this by telling you mine, which is that if I can't find the fun anymore, it's, it's going to be hard to continue. Oh, man. I need to find okay. the fun in FPL. And I would encourage any fan who feels the same way. These last two years have been anything but normal. They're going to be the most abnormal years probably in the history of FPL in our lifetimes. I, at least I hope so. Monkeypox might be trying to, to oh. change that. But, uh, but I don't think it will. Let's find the fun in FPL again. But Premier League, can, can you just stop being so British and just try to do better? I mean, the best they've done with trying to use technology is VAR, and that's been a train wreck. I can tell you the goal line technology is not working either. Hence, the Matip <sighs> Sala son should be the golden boot. Solo. Well, remember the very first match after Project Restart? The occlusion. Remember that? Oh, I'll yeah. never forget Gosh. that. I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah they can't get it right. And, and honestly, that, that drives me crazy. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Let's get into the fantasy, the uh, excuse me, the FPL America League. First of all, looking at the top three as we always do, uh, Anthony, game of throw-ins, held off a late challenge by Nirvana State, Michael and they Anthony. These guys, and then, and then the third place. Go ahead and read. Yeah, that. yeah, Quad Rafinha Xander. That's one, two, three. So Anthony gets the title. Our podcast league title, well done, sir. Is that is that his second one? It might be. He's he's been doing great. Nirvana State Michael second. Quad Rafina Rafinha Xander third. Uh, Xander, you might have to come up with a new team name. I don't know that Rafinha is even going to be in the Premier League next mm. season. Of course, you could still use his name, but that might be weird. So, well done to all three of you, but especially to Anthony for. Winning. If you're listening, Anthony, reach out to us on social media, and uh, we will uh, see what we can. Uh, League Anthony's overall rank, final overall rank, uh, 2,412. Very good. Wow. Hey, this podcast, uh, we educate people into success, man. It doesn't always so. apply to our lineups. Although Brian did that thing he always does, Dave. Which is? Uh, the late season surge. He has perfected and trademarked the late season surge. You know what's surge. funny? What, and, and he might say whether I'm right or – well, he will say whether I'm right or wrong here. Brian got to the point where all of a sudden he said <laughs> – and he, he just started taking negatives, and he said, I'm just going to make it fun, and I'm going crazy. And the second he started doing that, right around, I don't know, February, he crushed – like – his February, what launched him into an, uh, a March and then an April and a May, 
And Dave, he, we he, he was he was in the lower end of our mini mini league, and by the end of he passed me. I, at one point, I was second. I was flirting with second and third, and then Brian comes out of nowhere, along with League Billy, and 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 passed me. And it was just, and and then it was like five weeks in a row. I couldn't nail a captain, and I couldn't make up any ground on either one. It's um, interesting. I can tell you, Dave, that the the answer to your question is it wasn't exactly, it wasn't quite that drastic, but there, I look. We talked about it at the beginning or in the middle part of the first half. I started the last two seasons like with a, like 200 points almost. Like the first two weeks were like just amazing. And then from there, just an absolute like just rock straight rolling down a cliff. But the, the thing that was really painful about it this, this season in particular right. was that Two seasons ago, I took a thousand hits, okay. and then this season I came into it saying I'm not going to do that, and I didn't, and my rank plummeted, regardless. Like my, I didn't play aggressive when I felt like I could have, just trying to stick with players who I brought in for a reason, and it ended. It put me into like almost a millionth place as an overall rank. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, right. it, I went from extremely high to like, even in our mini mini league to like 10th. I think I fell as far as 10th wow. at one point. Wow. Like you can, there are like league analyzers. There's all kinds of FPL tools that are out there, but there was one that I saw, you know, just kind of the, the, like the season overview. And it's like, you know, it shows you your rank out of the top, you know, from the very, you know, top. And you, st- like, it's just starting, like, at the bottom on the X, Y, you know, on the axis. I'm, like, down near the, the bottom. And I'm, like, oh, this is fantastic. And then it's, like, oh, there, I'm spiking. Oh, I'm spiking. And then you get up there to, like, a million. And then it was this, and then the second half of the season, it was probably, you know, Christmas. Probably a little after Christmas. Probably, probably January wild card. And it was, uh, just from there, it was, uh all the way back up. Wow. FPL resembles real Premier League in many ways. I think the only way it doesn't is the 10 kilometers that, that the players run. <laughs> right. But the rest of it, the mental part of it, it really mimics it pretty well. Interesting. And that includes the like the lane that you get into and how hard it is to get out of that lane. And it really takes important big decisions to be able to do that. You know, what to determine whether or not you're going to be at the top of your league and fighting for title, or you know, you're just kind of stuck in the middle or right. towards the bottom. Right. Um, I, I want to add on to what you just said, Brian, because I am notorious as that guy that says, "Don't take negative force." Like it, it only costs you, and that's a literal statement on one hand. But on the other hand, if you take a negative four and the player scores eight. Yeah, maybe maybe it's worth it, right? You got a net gain of four, and if the player you transferred him out for didn't score at all, you still came out ahead with a net gain, right? I have we we've talked about how you you talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we've talked for a couple of years about how Pep doesn't even it seems like he doesn't allow Manchester City to draw a match. Arsenal this season channeling that through Mikel Arteta, whether. Whether they meant to or not, they did. Didn't really draw many matches. I'm I'm actually starting to wonder if my avoidance of negative fours is essentially like the equivalent of drawing too many matches in the this table. This is a really good analogy, actually. Yeah. 
No, no. I'm sh- I've never Scott. thought. I've never thought about this before. I didn't know you were still capable of this kind <laughs> of analysis. <laughs> no, I'm serious. This is really good. I've never thought about that. We've talked about All Star listener Billy. He mentioned Billy. You know, he is notorious for taking all kinds of transfers. Absolutely. In fact, that's when he actually does his best. Is when he stops caring about negatives. And goes after the guys he wants. Brian did that here in the second half of the season to some great success. Now, it can backfire. Yeah. It seems like when I take negatives, it always backfires. But let me just insert one more thing here. I am the only two-time winner of our mini league. <laughs> so on one hand... I remember one title. No, you've, you've won twice. Brian's won it yeah. twice. All right. So Brian we, all, and I, we alternated. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I, as I said that, I, I was like, wait, I think Brian has two. So... Full credit to Brian. Yeah. So Thank we've you. done it differently, though. And I think, I don't know, is that proof that it can work? I think every season's a little bit different. There are seasons that just Next work out in a year. way. Next year's my year. I can feel it. Man, he says that like an Arsenal fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting how this season definitely seemed to benefit those who said, we're not drawing. We're going to either win or we're going to lose, and we're going to do it with negatives. And Brian, Brian was part of that success. Yeah, I think, but I feel like that's that's kind of out there. The the feeling this season that it the benefits seem to go to people who went aggressive at different times. I don't know what it was. I feel like this season, uh, almost across the board, if you uh, maximize double week players, um, just think of anybody who used a triple captain not on Salah when he scored an eighty four. And his triple with if you triple captain him, what did he score? Tw- was it twenty? What what is the three and eighty? Eighty four. It's twenty two. Twenty six. Six. Twenty eight. He scored a twenty eight. He had to be a twenty eight. Twenty six. Twenty four. Six. Six. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, when or or even a few weeks ago, if you had De Bruyne on his uh, De Bruyne or or Raheem Sterling, both. Hit around, I think De Bruyne hit ninety uh, with his. If you triple captain him in game week thirty six in Manchester City's double, wow! Oh, when I think, he quadded, yeah. Can I? Can I just I, say he, yeah. though, game week thirty eight. Guess who was most captain? Mo Salah. Of course, it was Mo Salah because <laughs> everybody quit when they still yeah. were captaining Mo yes, Salah. That's true. No, but there, there is that stats. Are you just making that it's up? On the homepage of FPL right now. I'm not making it up. It's just one of those things. It's like overall score. It's like. At some point, like game week 17, most captained ceased to matter. Yeah. Yeah, I I just think this season, for whatever reason, there was, uh, it, I think a lot of those really uh, aggressive moments paid off for, you know, there were free hits that that hit different this, this you know, in the second half of the season. Uh I mean, I wouldn't have had, ha- I wouldn't have had almost any of the huge scores that I did if it wasn't for, you know, kind of hitting those exact moments. I don't think, and it's not, I, to me, that's not repeatable. I don't, I don't believe there will, that the season can't replicate. You know what I mean? Well, and seasons don't replicate. Right, that's Every what I mean. Every year we look at it and we always say, you know, this year you really should have gone big in, in premium defenders who yep. score goals or like you just, all the points came from the midfield. I will say at forward this year, there was little, there was a Patrick Bamford-shaped hole in FPL forwards yeah. this season. As soon as Michael Antonio stopped scoring. 
Yeah, it, it, it was it obvious. Destroyed the middle class. And so sure. I'm going into next season thinking I might I might get as many premium midfielders as I can and go discount everywhere else because that's how this season ended. But you have to be willing to adapt because each season has its own yeah. life. It has its own storyline or narrative, if you will. The scriptwriters they 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 start over every season as well. Uh, and so you really have to be ready for that. I want to I want to mention our FPL America podcast cup yes. final results as well. Dave, yeah. this was a battle between John, team name Bandwagon Traders, who knocked out all-star listener Billy along the way, by the okay. way. And Spurs 23, Gagan, who knocked you out. got me out the very first week. Yep. And let me tell you, if I would have made the final, you know who's winning. This guy. On the 98, you yeah, would have. Yes, I would Instead, have. it was Gagan, Spurs 23, 71. He, he, was a cup. He, he put me out the first week. He ended up winning it all, 71-62. I lost to the champ. Hey. He lost no, to the champ. And what a semifinal for him uh, to even get into the final. Uh, just barely uh, nicking Michelle. League Ooh. Michelle? Mm-hmm. What, what What was the score in the sem- Six, in the semi- 62 to 61. Oh, which put, wow. which put which put Gagan into the final for him to uh, comfortably. I'd say a nine point win is comfortable. Uh, there was probably moments where it wasn't comfortable along the way, but in the end, uh, winning by nine is uh, that's a that's a good win. Well, good for you. I hate uh, I hate that I perform so poorly, but I tell you what, it's not horrible losing to. Uh, Losing to the winner. Three of his wins were five points or less. So definitely, uh, definitely uh, earned this cup, this cup win. So well done, Gagan. Same as uh, Anthony, Game of Throw-Ins, if you're listening. Please reach out to us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Hey, do you, um, the, you know the other cup that we had, the, our Mini Mini League Cup? Okay, did, wait. I have did a Did you question. want to talk about that? Why do we call it the Mini Mini League? Well, because the Mini League is the FPL America podcast. No, it's league. just the league. Why are we underselling our podcast league? It's just the league. It and is then a mini our, league. And then our Slack Space League is the mini league. Can we do? Can oh, we just, yes, yes. That's can fine. Can we just the, agree that the, that's what we're going to use? The regular league and the mini league. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. that's fine. Uh, okay, let's. So yes, I, yes. Mini, mini, Dave, is, is, All right. is eliminated. All right. Put that All on right. the board for future reference. No more mini, mini league. It that's is gonna be weird. regular league. And, and mini the league. mini league. All star okay. listener Diane is the first female champion. Oh, we're going to that now. Of oh, okay. the mini league, overall she, fantasy points. Yep, for the season she the held season. off Brian. Yes, this guy. And she she said in Slack, "I'm I feel lucky to because the season ended when it did, and it didn't yeah. go longer because she's Brian, not wrong. If Brian there was, a, was yep. chasing me. If down. there was a game week thirty nine, Brian probably she, would win. She did, the last for whatever reason three or four weeks weren't her strongest. She did enough to keep Brian off the pace. Yeah. She cityed her way to the pod, the mini league title. Yeah, Ooh, uh, one of my enough. one of the and congratulations, Diane. It's a fantastic season. Even with that, I mean, my at the at some point I was looking at more. Like not just you know, of course you get near the near the top and you say, oh, I'd like to now that I'm here, right? If I can get there, but there was a point where the overall rank really was like, you know what? If I can get to that, that'd be great. And, mm. and an overall rank of fifty thousand, I was like, I should be able to I, hit I, that. If I'm I could close get to enough. that, and I didn't quite do it. I got to fifty one thousand. That's annoying. 
but uh, I'm sure even with even just a the few margins are ahead, so fine yeah. when you get to that point. I know like, for sure. We're talking about one or two, five, ten points. Is, yeah, the fact it, that Anthony's at, in in the two thousands with a score that's you know solidly a hundred points higher than I had. Yeah, I mean that means there's two thousand people that had a little bit higher score than he. I mean it's amazing. That is that so, is, and I know that that's that's a FPL feeling. I think broadly, you know, for FPL community is just it's tougher to do this. And I think you know, there's there's a it feels like there's a bit of a debate about what's a good rank now. And I think people prior to this would say, I want to shoot for the top ten thousand. Where now the kind of the question is like, maybe top fifty thousand. You've really done a great job. <laughs> right. If you hit the top fifty thousand, like you've done an amazing job managing. I literally have a podcast note on my phone, mostly so that I can have notes for recordings and things throughout the season when. It, and because it's on my phone, you know, my phone's always with me. And so, you know, it's, it's a good way to, for me to take notes. But at the top of that note, I have the number 33,826. Yeah. For my records, knowing that's my highest overall rank I've ever had. And and that's that's my target every year is to beat 33,826. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you do that, I mean, that's amazing. It really is. So, no, congratulations to everybody that did a great job this year. I mean. Yeah, and uh, for the mini league, yeah, uh, you know what it was. I saw like one of the other things you see. You know, you see the captain. If you if you find any of those good FPL analyzers, the one I was looking at is PremierFantasyTools.com. Okay, which is a good one. It'll show you your captain. It's a, like the captain tracker is on oh, there. Oh, really? Yeah, and prior to game week thirty eight or thirty six, I mean, I had I had gotten a return. In 12 of the previous 14 weeks. Wow. Going into 36, and I missed on 36, 37, and 38. And I think that, that as soon as I saw that, I was like, yep. That's why I didn't catch that is, it. That is exactly it. And wow. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that as like it was only me. Like, I'm sure, like you said, you know, the scores, you know, Diane's scores, I know at the, the last few weeks were, were less, were, were less yeah. than usual. It just, it just happened that way. So. 38 weeks is a long season. Yeah, for sure. And so. and that's where the grind of FPL comes into play. It's, it is a grind. And it sounds funny to say that and to compare it to players who, who run 10 kilometers per game week. But the mental aspect of it all for the club and then for FPL players, there really is a comparison there that you can make. You're not going to get it right every every week. And truthfully, you know, Manchester City are the champions. You know, we... You know the fact that they do succeed almost every week and have now for a number of years is worthy of mention. It's worthy of praise yeah. because it's really, really hard to do. Lee Gagan, you won the fantasy at the FPL America Podcast Cup, the inaugural cup. Yep. Uh, if you're listening, text and or not text, communicate via you email give out your phone or DM or whatever. <laughs> The podcast, yeah. give us your address. We're going to send you a prize. Uh, we also are going to have one for League Diane. All right. I like it. Great. I already gave you some of my takeaways from this season. Weirdest year of FPL I've ever played, mostly because of personal stuff going on. But I'm curious, do either of you have any takeaways that you're going to take into the summer and, and the new season starting in August? I, I end up, I've kind of felt like Diane probably the last few weeks where I, I couldn't. Nail it. Yes, I nailed bench boost. 
I feel like I, I played my chips at the right time. So I feel like there was good decision making in there. Um, I think that I didn't play aggressive enough. I think I played a little bit more conservative, although I did pretty well this year. And most of the time, it's probably been one of your best years. It probably, it might, it might have been, um, I just feel like I maybe should have been a little bit more aggressive at times, but maybe me not doing that is the reason why I did finish a bit higher. But nailing captains is such a big deal. And then I tell you what what, what definitely seemed to be an advantage coming down the stretch. The last 15, 16 weeks, money was never an issue. Yeah, Having enough money to get the players that I wanted was never an issue. And I don't know if other people – like my goal by Christmas, I know we kind of – Oftentimes, many people kind of poo-poo overall value. But my goal is to try to get it to, to 105 so that in the second half you you have some money. And then I literally, when we once I get to the second half of the season, I'm never looking at am I about to lose a, point, a tenth on this player or am I going to gain a tenth. I just try to get the best players and score the most points. But if you can get to 105-ish or higher by, by, the, by Christmas – I think that gives your team enough value where you, it helps you making uh, – it makes it easier making decisions down the stretch. Brian, have we heard what your takeaways are already? I mean, obviously you finished no. the season strong. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it was – if you're, I feel like I've, I've heard this from other managers too. Uh, and we might have mentioned it even on this podcast. But I just don't know if there's – I don't know that you can play it two ways. I think if you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. And if you're going to play conservative, then play conservative. I think you can see, you know, you can kind of tell who's risk averse and who's, you know, who's doesn't want to take hits if they don't have to or ever, you know, trying never to do that. I mean, I took, I think I had 126 transfers <laughs> this season. I'm serious. I think I hit 120. No, no way. I'm almost sure of it. Like, I can, I can look again. Can I, I tell you how many I took? Yeah. I would love to tell you how many. I had 52. I made 129 total transfers. So that includes that includes wild that includes wild cards, but like if I take no you no know, no no I don't think it does. I, have, I I'm saying that it, I'm I'm including it. I made 112 total transfers without factoring okay. in my wild card. Okay, and I'm so can we do one small final game of the season? Guess my total transfers. Yeah. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, it'd be a great game. That's a lot of training. Right, hold on, hold on. Oh, no, yeah, go we're, ahead. No, we're, we're guessing playing the game. Guess we're playing Ryan, the game right now. Guess my. Um, this is the last game. All right, the last I, game. I, I, 31. <laughs> In 38 games? No, you have to at least. I wasted free transfers? No, I don't think so. Come yeah. on. You I, had heart surgery. <laughs> you took uh, You took uh, 47 uh, Under. Under. Under 47. Under Bob. Okay, so it was. More if he's than, going forty-seven, I'm going under. It was more than thirty-one. It was fewer than forty-seven. Okay, okay. great. The answer is forty-two. All right, forty-two. Wow. That's a wow, good wow, amount. Wow. And I, I started the season well, didn't finish well at all. Fifty-two feels like my least. It probably is. Uh, yeah. And you wish you'd taken more. I think, I think more. I'm usually in the sixties. You wish you'd taken more. But I think I finished higher this season. This is. That's know. what I'm yeah, saying. Like yeah. so, so. A hundred, a hundred transfers, got me to fifty one thousand overall. In fairness, like this I, that's back, a lot of transfers. You doubled my transfers. But this this right. goes back to the narrative of each season. There's seasons Scott, where he you doubled my. Transfers. I know he tripled mine. There, this is this is where it goes back to the narrative of the season. There are seasons where you do that and you're like, yeah, I just totally threw it all away. Yeah, and I'm sitting here on forty two, and I'm like, another trophy for me, right? It, this season though, 
you benefited from the 112. I did not from the 42. And you had and you're you're weird, Dave, because yeah. you did the best you've ever done, but you were closer to me than you were to Brian. I know. I'm not sure what to make of that, but Brian. I know, well, I know, no, I know I, League I, Billy. League Billy. He's. I guarantee he's closer to Brian in transfers than me, and he he launched past me about match week 34, and I and and I thought I could get close. I get close one week, but I couldn't. I couldn't catch him. I I just think. This season was another season of like there's so like there are so many avenues to take each week, and you can get to a high total in so many ways that don't have to do anything with who anyone is picking. It doesn't ha- it doesn't matter what the number one transfer in is or who the most captain is. I think I, I disagree. I, well, I, th- I, think, just I the, think that's the second half of the season. The first half of the season, it was. All I was going to say at the first half captain of the season, Mo, right? Mo, Mo Salah was in such else. like was in such perfect form for yeah. so long that it was it was such a risk not to captain him. And I don't. I mean, what week didn't he return? And I think there were there was like, like so few weeks where you didn't get something at least something for kind sure. of return from him. Yeah. But there was definitely a point. Like I, I don't know. I'm sure there are some people who went off of Salah after Afcon and just stayed off of him, and probably like re- huge benefit from that. People who got off of Mikhail Antonio after you know, kind of early on after his scoring streak, despite he played most minutes this year. Like there are just so many players that like they were so hot for so long, and like getting like going away from them feels. It feels terrible, but I I just I think there's a point where you know if you did that you did the right thing. But I'm just saying I just feel like there are so many times where I'm like nope absolutely not that guy. Game week 34 or whatever, 35. Goodbye Raheem Sterling. Don't ever want to see you again. And he follows it up by scoring a 30. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like out the door as fast as I can get him there, and it and it's a net, like, it's like Brian, a minus you, 40 you were net. a few non-decisions away from being really, really good. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, they, they, you know, there there was there was eye test for some people. There's, you know, there's there's certain things that you can, you could do, you know, do whatever you want. You can look at any metric that you want to. We can give you any stat that you want. But I feel like at some point, I don't know if there's somebody that you see that you like. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Not go for that person? I feel not like they, own them, right? Are you not gonna <laughs> own them? Like if you feel like there's something there, Bruno G from Newcastle. Think of the people that benefited from jumping on Bruno G in whatever that double week that that Newcastle had in what 34 or 35 yeah. or something yeah. like that, and he was one of the best players of the the the, the game week. For sure. So I just there yeah that's that's the big thing for me again this season is just seeing how many correct ways there are to go about things. You can fail, you'll know when you fail when the things don't work out. But there are so many ways that you can do it that you shouldn't feel bad about playing your way. You are 100% right and yet I do want to finish this part up by just giving a little bit of a warning. Yeah. That you can also do the very same thing Brian is recommending. And you can get it wrong, which by wrong I mean essentially the equivalent of buying a lottery ticket every week and never winning the lottery and just throwing yeah. your money away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That seems to be what happens to me. So my worst seasons are the ones where Brian does the best 
And Brian's worst seasons are the ones where I do the best. And then Dave yeah. just continually finishes behind us. Except for this season, Dave. You swept the bets and you finished ahead of me. Well done. It only took near-death experience to do it. But you did it. Hey, Full credit to you. Brian, whatever it takes. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Even if it takes... Wait, you did this to me? Scott almost dying. All right. So, <laughs> wrapping this up. We are, just like the players are required to take a two-week break in the summer, we're going to take a little break. Just yep. a little one. There's a um, an American holiday coming up next weekend. A couple of us have trips. And so we're not going to be recording right away, but we will have episodes during the summer. In fact, I dare say FPL is going to be ready for the new season early this summer because the season starts a little bit earlier than normal. It's going to start earlier in August than usual because of that damn World Cup in the middle of the season next year. So stay tuned to your podcast feed. We will be updating and recording new things, getting you ready for the new season as FPL is getting us ready uh, for the new season as well. There'll be some other things that we'll sprinkle in also like we usually do. We know two of the promotional teams. True, as we and, sit and here. And we know them. Fulham and we know and them well. Bournemouth. Fulham yeah. and Bournemouth, yep. And then we'll find out the third one here this coming weekend as we're I, sitting here. I'm kind of... I Sorry... At Aaron, League Aaron, uh, he's a Huddersfield guy. I'm kind of rooting for Nottingham Forest. Yeah. And there's nothing against Aaron. I just, the Terry, the Huddersfield was just not good last time. I, I just want to see some fresh blood. And honestly, Nottingham Forest used to be a Premier League power a long time ago. Yeah, oh. that, that would be a fun. So speaking of what, you know, Typical traditional episodes we do in the summer. One of those is a, a an League. ode to the promoted yeah. clubs. It'd be fun to do a uh, Nottingham Forest. I know. Unofficial. I don't want to do a repeat. We've done Fulham. We've done Bournemouth. We've done Huddersfield. That's true. Which we can redo them. It's just fine. All right. I would limericks. love to do a new one yeah. for Nottingham Forest. Um, did we say out loud that Aaron won the mini league cup? No. We did so that's thank so that was so, so that Aaron. was where I was going with that is that it was me versus Aaron in the in the in the uh, mini league in cup, the but mini league there's cup. an asterisk by this. Okay, <laughs> the asterisk is this: League Aaron uh, had a job in the middle of the season, pretty much had a job uh, that uh, a new job thing that he had to take care of, and so he pretty much shut it down for FPL. Then right here at the end of the season, job thing kind of got under control. He comes back right as the mini league cup is starting. And guess what, Scott? Aaron's got like every chip okay. still available. So he's got two free yeah, hits. Yeah, he wild carded. He's got <laughs> a, he's got two free hits, <laughs> yeah. a wild card, a triple captain, and a bench boost. He pretty much plays them all in a row every single week in the mini league cup and ends up winning it. Now, he still won it. <coughs> but it's a little bit easier to do when you have chips to play every single well, week. Uh, to, well, and also to Scott's earlier point, uh, it was the score was final score was seventy three to seventy one. Wow! I scored seventy nine points this week. It was my two hits <laughs> that <laughs> I took. Seventy one. That took that me back to seventy one. But league. those guys were still scoring you points, probably, right? Yeah, the people I well, the I mean, I took out my hits. Not when we need to go into this, but Mar, I took out Rian Mares. I I had to sell Salah, and I took out Richarlison. 
to bring in Harvey Barnes, okay, DeBrune, and That's Jamie cool. Vardy. So the people I brought in easily, like easily outscored the right. players I sent out. Got you, but not enough. Two points, not enough. Oh. They did not score the two points that I needed. Brutal. Um, so yes. So that uh, just to say so, also uh, yet again another congratulations. League Aaron to League Aaron for winning a, the mini league win. cup. Yes, a win. Brian, is a win. congrats to you finishing second in the mini league cup. And oh, also, yes, thank you. And also finishing second in the mini league. Mm-hmm. It is a year of seconds for you. Love second place. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, you're not getting anything from Dave. Like the league winner and the cup winner are. I'm sorry, you're just you're not getting anything okay. for the second place. That's just I wasn't expecting. <laughs> All right. Well, like we said, stay tuned to the podcast feed throughout the summer. We'll have some content, some of it just fun, some of it to get you ready for the new season. The new season is always a, an important time for us to grow as a podcast. So there'll be episodes. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to take a break from soccer and and find the spark again, mm. Dave. Uh, I think it's good. I think just as the players will, for the most part, Nations League and other <laughs> international matches aside, uh, they'll be getting a break, yeah. which they probably desperately need. Uh, there are some really interesting World Cup qualifiers still to play early in June, uh, and we mentioned the the third and final promoted club. Along with team. Uh, Champions League final this weekend. Still got a Champions yeah. League final to play as Man. we're sitting here, too. What a game. Well, that, well, that's, not, that's some spark. Liverpool, a Madrid, little bit baby. of spark in that. Right? I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm gonna watch. It'll be that. the last time this this dynastic Liverpool team is together. <laughs> We're not gonna get into transfer rumors. Just, just, just saying, just yet. Well, you don't have to get. What about uh, what uh, Erling Haaland uh, uh, team to, name? To are City. you? Are you? What team? What have you come up with your Haaland related team? FPL team. Any any team name city now. related I might come up with is going to be one hundred percent pure spite. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, that's well, a good spark. Hey, take the break if you need it. Keep watching football throughout the summer wherever you can find it. If you don't, and you will continue to be able to listen to us as we uh, put new content out there, getting you ready for what will be a. a Hopefully a fun season with another wrinkle still to come with that Winter World Cup. Gentlemen, excellent season. Congrats. We uh, grinded through. Uh, Thank you for uh, all your well wishes, League, as I swept Scott in all the bets as you had the full confidence that I would. Jokes all there are jokes. Hey, for the FPL America podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.